Welcome to our Team Roundtable podcast, where we explore the hot topic of the week here at CRA Resources. And just a reminder for those tuning in for the first time, CRA Resources is a unique recruitment agency with the single focus of providing CRA staffing for clinical studies across North America. So let's get started. Angela, what's the hot topic we've discussed this week? I want to talk about how you should behave differently in different interview types, not like phone screen versus video conference versus face-to-face, but based off of your target audience, your your interviewer, meaning how do you handle an interview with an HR partner differently than you might handle an interview with an operational leader versus how you might handle an interview with an executive? Because it is different. Your your questions should be different. Your answers might be a little bit different. And we're working a perm job right now. I thought it would be a perfect opportunity to go through that breakdown for the job seekers that are out there that might be getting ready to do panel interviews or big marathon interviews that have different types of individuals participating in the interview. That sounds great. Do we want to start maybe with, is there a difference between an interview when you're going for a contract job versus a permanent position? Do we want to start there? We can. That's an easy one to answer, actually. And Natalie, Jenny, Kiri, I'll jump in if you want to to add something. But most of the contracts that we work are one and done's. We obviously have our internal process to where we take them through the, our methodology, the pre-qualifications, the first interview, the reference checks, the second interviews. So we've already done that. And by the time we send the contractors over to our clients, our clients know our pre-qualification process. So nine times out of 10, it's a 20 to 30 minute one and done discussion with an operations leader and then the decision is made. It's very rare that it goes beyond that. Perms are different, though. And perms, because to me, and I think to most of our our hiring managers out there, our clients that actually hire perms, it's a marriage. You're courting that job seeker if you're the hiring manager. And if you're the job seeker, you're courting that operations team because you're trying to make a decision as to whether or not you're going to commit to each other for a longer period because by the nature of the beast, a perm is a bigger commitment than a contract is on both sides uh, of the fence. So perm hiring processes take a lot longer. Did you know that the average perm hiring process, it takes six to eight weeks in clinical research. Now that's in our industry. It's going to vary based off the industry, but in our industry, it takes six to eight weeks to get a perm through the whole process on average in our industry. That's a big difference than a one and done contract. So, so yeah, so perm, perm candidates should expect more rigor in their interviews than contractors. And it's something to note that perm interviews tended to be more face-to-face back in the mm-hmm. day. You mm-hmm. would have maybe a, a spend at least a half a day. Maybe you'd even travel in in person. So making sure you have the mindset that a a perm interview, you know, not only in terms of who you're speaking with, but also the process in terms of how long it might be. And and to Angela's point, the rigor, the length is also something to consider as well. That's true. When we did perm um, face-to-face interviews, we would actually get the candidate to sign an agreement that if they backed out at the last minute, they would be on the hook for the cost of the travel. And it helped to make sure they were serious because you've also got to look at these perm interviews from the hiring team's side. We've got perm interviews going on today. There are 
one, two, three, four, five team members on the hiring manager's side involved in a four hour. It's four hours, right? Three hours, three and a half, four hours. That's that's people that could be working operationally Mm -hmm. that are sitting in an interview. So it's a big commitment on their side also. And when we used to travel people in for face to faces, you're you're paying for a plane, you're paying for a rental car, you're paying. It's a big commitment on both sides. So, uh, you know, not you want to make sure that you really are willing to make the commitment. If if after the interview, you realize it's still a good fit, because otherwise you're wasting money, you're wasting time on the hiring side, as well as your own personal time and money. So absolutely. All right. Well, should we talk a bit about once you get into the interview, who you might be speaking with and how to tailor that to the individual? I would love Natalie to talk about how candidates should talk to their recruiters first, (laughs) because even our clients have dedicated recruiters, don't they? And they're not part of HR. They're the recruiters. So this is a hot button I know for Natalie, and it is a hot button for me, too. (laughs) But for job seekers out there, how you should handle your interview with your recruiter to begin with. It's very, very important to handle the call with the recruiter as if you're already speaking to someone from the company that you will be submitted to and be having the interview with because they are the face of that company and they are really the ones that would be like, oh, I like this person. Let's move him along to the first stage of interviews and get him through the process or she through the process. Or they may be like, oh, he just came on the phone, was a little bit of a snob, or wasn't prepared, or a little bit of a Took it from the car. Or, you know, or they'll answer the call, um, and they'll say, oh, I'm in the middle of something, can I, two minutes, two minutes. Like, no, you need to be prepared for the interview as if you are already speaking to the client that you're going to be submitted to. We are the gatekeepers. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that important? Carrie, you're you're like busting to say something. Why (laughs) is it important to start with the recruiter, treating the recruiter like they're part of the operational team? Well, I mean, this is the first impression that they're giving us. I mean, we are trying to protect our clients from people who are not going to be a good fit. And if you're coming in and you're missing phone calls or you're being a snob about what you want and it doesn't match, we're not going to put you through to that client. We're just going to move on to the next. Yeah, because our job is to protect the client. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's too many quality CRAs out there Mm -hmm. to consider. Yeah. Yeah. I agreed. So and, and then keeping in mind, too, that clients have dedicated recruiters, too. I know one of the, the clients we're working with now, their dedicated recruiter was having a real quick introductory call before making the decision to move that person forward. Jenny, why do you think that some clients will then have a real quick 10, 15 minute introductory call before they make a decision to move them on to a more serious call with like an operational manager? Um, I think they're uh, trying to make sure nobody's time gets wasted. Um, mm-hmm. That kind of first gatekeeper on their side as well um, to kind of meet the candidate and get to know them a little bit and make sure that they seem serious about this and could be a good fit before they spend uh, time with managers who are very busy. Yeah, the the seriousness is the key. Nine times out of 10, that gatekeeper on the client side is wanting to know why. 
Why CRA resources? Why would you work for our firm versus all of our competitors? Why company ABC sponsor XYZ versus any other company that you could work for? They're looking for some feeling that you've hand selected this opportunity. And by the way, everyone you interview with is looking for that same thing, but it starts with the gatekeeper on their side. And that's really important. So it's 10, 15 minutes. You want to prove you only have one head. You want to prove that you can join the call on time. You want to prove that you have great communication skills, but you want to prove the why. I'm talking to you today because I'm serious about joining this company. Very interested in it. Oh. Yeah, let alone basic tech skills. Is your computer working? Can you get your video <laughs> to work? Is your camera malfunctioning? I mean, these seem basic. We have senior series people who are seasoned who don't check this stuff beforehand and then they end up having to switch equipment. So just keep that in mind as well. They're they're looking at all of that for the initial gatekeeper. That's true. I had feedback on on the phone interview document that I put out this week, that article, and someone said, wow, these are pretty basic. That's a shame. And I said, you wouldn't you wouldn't you would be surprised. Mm-hmm. We've got senior CRAs that think it's OK to take an interview with the client from the car. Bali's driving. It's not OK. You guys, I don't care how seasoned you are or how junior you are. These basics are important and you cannot sidestep them. And Sean, you, you got to shine, right? So and this is your first impression. They don't think it's going to get better from here. <laughs> <laughs> Usually it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> so talk to me about what you guys think. And I'm going to let any of you guys jump in here. If you don't jump in, I'm going to call on somebody. But what do you see is the difference between now? Let's we've talked about the dedicated recruiters. Now I want to talk about HR. When you're a perm, you're typically going to have some discussion at some point with an HR partner. What is the difference that you should expect when you're interviewing with an HR partner versus an operational lead, like an operational manager or team lead or something like that? Well, with the operational managers, typically you'll get questions or you know, as far as like your skills, as far as monitoring what you're looking at, how you prepare yourself, how do you go to the site, you know, those day to day tasks that individuals have to do to meet their deadlines and goals and all that good stuff. Your mm-hmm. HR, they're really going to be looking more at how can I explain it? Like salary, you know, if you mm-hmm. fall within their salary range, if you're not a flight risk, if you really want to be part of this team and just because you get an offer today, that don't mean that if you get something in three months, you'll go take that one because it <laughs> has more money, you know, in it. Mm-hmm. It's wanting to make sure that you want to be part of this team long term. They have to almost protect the company when it comes to the financial terms, if that kind of makes sense. I don't know if it absolutely does. And that really is the key is how buttoned up are you as a professional? Yes. Again, how serious are you about what I could offer you? Right. And a confirmation that we're in alignment salary wise. And right. if there are questions, if you as a job seeker have questions related to, to benefits, bonus structures, ability to grow within the company from a financial perspective, those types of things, that's your HR discussion. Yeah. Money is not your operational management discussion. It is very flawed to go into an operational interview to talk about days off, holiday pay, how much flexible schedule am I going to have? That is very flawed to have that with your operational manager. Now, if your operational manager during the interview brings that up, 
have a very transparent discussion, but let them bring it up. That is an HR discussion. It's not an mm-hmm. operational discussion because to your point, Natalie, use that time in the operational management discussion to truly dig into how you handle queries, how right. you handle fraud at the site, how you hand, handle a missing in action investigator or that coordinator that needs to be retrained or needs support or those types of scenarios that you as a CRA have dealt with. That's your operational discussion. hmm. Now, what about executives? Because a lot of these perm interviews also include someone at the director level or above. Jenny, what do you think is a big difference between a type of call that you might have with a senior leader versus the the leadership that's involved in the day to day? So I think the senior leadership um, is going to be looking more at the long term picture um, and like how does your career path fit with their company? Where are you going to be in five years? Um, What's going to make you want to stay at this company? So they're looking more at kind of the long term picture. Yeah. I hate that. What are you going to do in five years? Question. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I hate it. I I hate to ask it because I hate to answer it. But you're absolutely right. You, you, do you have a career plan? Are you on the trajectory that you've established as a career plan? Or are you just drifting along in the ocean, taking anything or going anywhere that the the waves might lead you? From a job seeker perspective, I love it whenever I get to prep someone to speak to an executive. I love it because I tell these guys, ask them what their trajectory of the company is. Where is this company going? How can I progress in this company five years from now? So you turn the tables over and you show that you're in control and you remind those individuals that you're actually interviewing the company. Mr. Senior Directory, I love that you've been with this company for five years. What are some things that you're most proud of that this company has accomplished? Where do you see this company going five years from now and where can I fit in? Because I really want to be a part of this company's growth. That's the discussion that you from a job seeker's perspective should be having with those folks. So now that we've talked about HR, we've talked about uh, internal recruiters, we've talked about operational management and executive management, how about colleagues? Are there ever interviews where our people talk to colleagues, CRAs that they're going to be working with um, moving forward? What's the difference there? (laughs) Can I tell a story? I have a story. Yeah. So we worked for a medical device company many, many years ago. We ended up having to fire them because we had to take them to court to get paid. But they would have these big marathon face-to-face interviews for their perm hires. And they would use colleagues, people at the same level. We'll, We'll say they were CRAs. That wasn't the role, but we'll say it was CRAs. And they would have the colleagues interview the can- the candidates, but it was it was a lot less formal. What they would do is they would actually have the colleagues give a tour of the facilities to the permanent candidate. And then they would they would kind of pick they were trained to do this. It was very interesting. They would actually ask questions that would help to gain insight on how the candidate handled tough management tough situations and then they would take what they learned and take that back to the leadership team from a perspective of wow this gal all she did was complain about her past manager the whole time 
or this gal is really great problem solver. They had this really typical situation and this is how she handled it. So it was kind of one or the other. She was a gossip and a complainer or she was a problem solver. And and the colleagues were trained to do that. And so if you have an interview with the colleague, now I know face to face a little bit different than a 30, 45 minute phone conversation with a potential future colleague. But keep in mind that that colleague is only on the phone because they've been trained to pick up on something. So don't discount the colleagues. So if you are a senior CRA and you're interviewing with a senior CRA at a company, make sure you do not have your complaining and gossip hat on. Have your problem solving hat on. And it's an opportunity for you to ask, how are the projects going? What do you see as some of the challenges? You know, it's a colleague discussion, but look at it from a problem solving perspective because that individual is going to take the tone of that discussion back to the leadership team and be able to say, yes, Angela, oh, my gosh, all she did was moan the whole time. <laughs> or I really liked her. I love the way she, she told me about the story about da, 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 da. I really like the way she handled it. That is your time to shine from a colleague perspective. And that person is probably going to be the one that trains you when you come on board. So it behooves you to build a rapport with them for sure. Absolutely. And I feel like every company needs you at a point. You got to think about it that way. Your colleague, your future colleagues need you to be your best self, to do Mm -hmm. your best job. They need you to bring all that positive energy and excitement. And, you know, that company is hiring you because they need you to do this important work. So if you come to it as piggybacking off what Angela said, if you come to it, especially with your colleagues, they're saying, please, we need you. We need you to help us. What can you bring? You know, so <laughs> come at it start. That <laughs> yes, exactly. Sometimes it's urgent. You know, we've got all this cleanup or whatever that needs to do. So make sure you're thinking about what can, how can I help their job be easier? How can I help my teammates? How can I have that that team player mentality already from the get go? And that starts with the interview. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All There's right. a couple more things I'd like to, to point out. I know Becky's got this. Let's wrap this up. Look on her face. But <laughs> let me. Let, no, take, take it. Go so, for it. One thing, one thing I want the job seekers to think about, you guys that are perms out there, when you're having these discussions with HR, HR does want to vet to see whether or not if they make you an offer, or if you're interested at the ballparks there. Now, if you're being represented by someone like us, we've already talked to you about what the salary range is. We've already locked you in in writing that you'd be willing to consider that salary range if offered it. But a lot of agencies don't do that. And if you've applied directly to the company, then you may not have had an opportunity to provide your salary expectations or requirements. So one thing I will tell you is even if an agency like us has said, hey, they're they're locked in at 145. They would accept an offer at 145 if it's a good fit, et cetera. When the HR partner asks you, would you accept an offer for if they lowball it? Don't slam the door shut. There's always room for negotiation. Now, if they offer you what you want, accept it on the spot if that's what you want to do. But if you want to think about it, or you want to reject it immediately, you need to translate that to, I want to think about it. And you need to handle the answer to that question in, in a way to where you're you're keeping the door open. I would really, really, really love to work for CRA Resources. I love what you stand for. I would be very interested in work on this project, but that salary is lower than what I was expecting. I need to go back and think on it. Or if you're being represented by an agency, that salary is lower than what I know CRA represented, CRA Resources represented me for. 
I need to go back and talk to my recruiter. Leave it on the table, but don't slam the door when you leave the room. So that's an important tip. The other tip I would give you is everyone you talk to that day or across a week or whatever. Sometimes we have clients that will spread these interviews out and there are multiple interviews. Every single one of them is taking notes. And at the end of your last interview, they're going to all huddle together in some type of a room, whether it's a virtual room or a boardroom on site, and they're going to compare all their notes. So you need to make sure you're closing the deal every single interview. What skills or qualities do I have that will make me a great fit for you and your team? You guys grow a spinal column. Ask the stupid question. It's an important question. What skills or qualities do I have that will make me a great, great fit for this team? It's important to ask for that feedback at the end of every interview. Don't ask, is there anything that you're concerned about? Don't ask about anything that's going to turn the conversation negative. You want to manage it to a positive and you want to get that real feedback. They will respond with the, the answer that you're looking for, they're going to tell you what they loved about their discussion. They're going to tell you what skills and qualities they think you have that'll make you great. If there's a concern, it'll come up then and you can handle it. But everything they say verbally is going to make it into the notes and they're going to be able to have that discussion at the end of the day because HR is looking for something different than your future colleague is, different than your operational manager is, different than your executive is. They're all going to have different notes. And then whenever they get in that room and talk about it, they're going to say, well, I really love Angela's blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And did you hear the, 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 the experience that she had with such and such and such and such? That's what you want to happen at the end because that's going to be what makes that offer come. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, everybody. Such good points. Thank you, Angela. Thank you, team. This was such a great topic. I feel like it flew by today. We had so much to to talk (laughs) about. Um, Thank you all for listening out there. If you want to explore more of our content, you can visit CREresources.com slash blog to check out our latest articles and additional podcasts. You can also sign up to get this content delivered to your inbox and feel free to reach out at CREresources.com for more information about our firm. We look forward to working with you.